It's Wednesday, February 28th, 2007, and you're listening to Flipped Out. Flipped Out is a podcast about the art, the culture, the madness of Austin, Texas, and uh, what we call its burn community. I'm your host, Lance Hunter. Let's begin. On Saturday, February 24th, 2007, I attended the Flipside Town Hall Meeting. And yes, I recorded it. Town hall meetings are a way to get people together and put everyone on the same page about the current progress of the latest flip side. Town hall meetings are traditionally called for major decisions about the event, such as the yearly theme, to receive input from the community about important aspects of the event, and to introduce community to the leads that will be running the major aspects of flip side this year. Uh, this town hall meeting was of the last type, as the flip side season really kicks into high gear. We learn about who is running what this time around, and how we can help out. Uh, A quick program note, this episode is almost exclusively straight audio from the town hall meeting. Unfortunately, due to some technical difficulties, the audio cuts out at the very end of the program, so I wasn't able to get the Q&A section recorded. Uh, And now, town hall. You know, 8, 10, or 20 CC meetings, 
And all of a sudden, you find yourself in front of a whole crowd because, uh, I don't know, they voted, they had time periods, they had re-votings. And now here I am. I'm very happy to be here. It's very, very fun. This is more of an informational than uh, oh, scantily clad construction workers type meeting. I know. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Our first stripper. All right, you know, you know we, we've seen the fan dances. Now we're going to see, the, is that a computer case or an ice chest? Oh, yeah. That, that, it takes a big, really nose briefcase to hide Pat's package while he's dancing, you know? All right, so we're, uh, we're here for some information, uh, a little bit of uh, elimination of disinformation, and um, then some questions if they're proper. If they're not, we're going to ignore you, because that's what we do. Why are there proper questions at all? We're going to cover those. Oh, 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 wait. Let's hold all our questions till the end. We have specifically, we specifically have time set aside for questions uh, that may or may not contain relevance towards the end, all right? But uh, we're gonna get through with the information. Hopefully our people will be so clear that there will be no questions at the end, but I know y'all, there's always questions. Oh wait, I know us. There's always questions. There's always lots of things to say, and uh, we're going to get there again. Uh, again, we're here for three uh, three things today. We are going to share some information with you, dispel some rumors and misinformation. Second, at our uh, intermission and at the end, we are going to recruit volunteers. Uh, yes, we need. Yeah. You know, this thing doesn't run without us. I mean, you, one could say that there's a. You know, it wouldn't have be flip side if it wasn't for this or, or for this. But for honest and for real, you know, if we don't have people not demanding pay and wanting to make this happen, it doesn't happen, all right? That's, uh, that's about number two in, in the list of things that we need, all right? Uh, second, and the third thing we're going to do is we're going to focus our energy. We have, uh, I think that's a mock-up of the effigy, and I emphasize mock. No, 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 wait, I know some of the people on that thing. Don't touch um, it! Yeah. Don't touch it. Uh, all the important, well, a lot of the important areas are going to uh, present information today. And I think there cannot be any more uh, questions out in the general populace right now than those that deal with tickets. And to go ahead and get some of these questions out of the way and... Again, dispel rumors and all that other good stuff. We are going to let nobody speak first. But first, I want to mention there are five seats available up front. Come on, five seats. So we've got we've got uh, five seats up front. One there. We've got a couple more here. So come on in. Uh, if you're way out in the back, grab me a beer and come on in. Thank you very much. Two beers, sorry, one for me and one for Pat. And one for whoever's in the back there waving his hand. One for Cookie also. Um, actually, my name is Larry Harvey. I'm very glad to present to you. I suppose you're wondering where my hat is. You're like, oh, Larry Harvey wears a hat. Some old dude swiped my hat at the regionals conference recently. So, okay, tickets. None of you have tickets. <laughs> However, uh, 
probably all of you will be getting tickets. If you got your order in on time and the postman's dog didn't eat it, you will get tickets. We're waiting for the rest of our postage order to arrive because it takes a lot of stamps to send out 2007 tickets. I got my stamps. Yeah, we're waiting for the stamps to come. We're going to get those packed very soon, like two, three days. They're going to get in the mail. Please don't send us email. Did I get my tickets? Everyone in my theme camp got confirmation emails except me. Too bad. You didn't send your email right. Just wait. Like a week and a half, maybe two weeks. Wait, two, two weeks. March 7th. March 7th. If you think you're getting tickets and you don't have them by March 7th, then start the, the parade. Um, what I was stop. What else was I going to say about tickets? It was very important. I very Survival many... guide. Yes, star. Ticket lead. I just, I just wanted to say thanks for all the booty because a lot of people sent booty and it was really made it fun to open up the envelopes. So, so more booty next year, I say. Which will be putting up on its own website for you to see very soon. When, when Prost sends booty, Prost sends booty. All right, that's enough said. Enough said. Um, wait, I had one. Oh, I saw people ordering Burning Man tickets this year. I don't go to that thing anymore, but I saw my wife buying a ticket, and there were five different fees she had to pay. We're not gonna what? do that. <laughs> it's not gonna be a dollar fifty here and three seventy-five there. It'll be one price. We'll try to keep. What the about the Ticketmaster fee? <laughs> well, if if we do a Ticketmaster fee, we'll eat that for you. But probably we're not gonna. Do that. And that's just that's optional. And you know, if we run out of tickets next year, we open your envelope. There's a pizza coupon in there. <laughs> No doubt, if we decide not to fill your order, we'll send you the pizza coupon back. But, uh, <laughs> if we use the coupon, then I don't know. Um, what, what the hell else was I going to say? I don't think there's it. Y'all want tickets? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you didn't get your order in on time, and you're pretty darn sure of that, Bob's List will be up in just a few days. Get on Bob's List. But if you really, if you think you got your order in on time, don't get on the list. Don't do that. Just wait for your stupid ticket. If you think you were supposed to get a ticket and you don't get a ticket, you know, send me nasty emails. Call me in the middle of the night. Yes, Bob. I'm going to put Bob's list up the day I get my ticket. Bob is going to put Bob's list up the day Bob gets his ticket. So that the rest of you don't put yourselves on Bob's list if you actually have them coming to you in the mail. If you've got your ticket... Don't put yourself on Bob's list because it's a pain in Bob's you've ass. got your ticket. And it's a pain in Bob's ass. Yeah. Who didn't get their ticket order in on time? Did you, did you miss the emails? I don't know. Two people. Okay. Yes, yes. I will publish Doobie, uh, my phone number on the list. Okay, that's it. we got a lot to cover, so let's keep going. Everyone, you got your tickets? Yeah. All right.
nobody says it better. Uh, that's as stupid as it gets, sorry. Just, I was high this morning, it came out, all right? So, no, I'm not sorry for being high this morning. All right, uh, area, area facilitators that have something to say, come on down here. This is the time for you because I cannot answer your questions. You know, um, I like to suck donkey cock, yeah. Because I didn't turn my, my thing over here over my script. I forgot one housekeeping rule that's okay, very something important. Happened there. Hush, Doobie, I'm speaking. Doobie, don't make me send you too much attention. Um, yeah, not again. Okay, this is a very special one, and it's straight from uh, Marilee, basically. If you have to go use the facilities here, don't piss on the walls or the floor or the fixtures or the ceiling or the window. Was it Meredith? Mer whoever it was that cleaned that up shouldn't have to do that in her own family. Huh? If she wanted to do that, she'd have a mess of kids running around the house, you know? We're not her kids. If you can't hit the pisser, go to the field. <laughs> Area facilitators are next. Obviously, some of them have something to say because they have water bottles, notes, clipboards, and a beer. <laughs> Can we get the Grove lead, Crystalline, up here too? Hello. I'm Captain Sodium. Lurko Pastrana, come on down! Lurko, Lurko is our monkey's lead infrastructure. Casey Schmidt, come on down! Temple of Atonement Judge, come on down! These are your leads for Burning Flipside. Come on, give it up, people. <laughs> Judge the poor bastard gets to tow your ass if you don't park right. <laughs> Casey, the poor bastard, has to tell you where to park. And Lurkill puts all that shit up that you see all over the place and makes the whole fucking event possible! They also need help. Okay, time for the please, guys. Lurko. Alright, it's not gonna be monkeys, first of all. We're changing that name because I hate it. Yeah, I thought it was gone too. Uh, basically, what we're going to need is we're going to need people that can guarantee that they will be there before the event and after the event to help set up and tear down. That's pretty much going to be all your responsibilities. There will be limited responsibilities during the actual event, but the big stuff is going to be like the weekend before, the weekend after, the day before, the day after. And we just need you to guarantee that you're going to be there so we can load the truck and do everything that we need to do and get everything out of there and... I'm sure there will be some perks involved, but you know we'll figure those out later. Cookie. What sort of things you talking about that need to be put up, put away, Okay, we're talking about loading the truck, unloading the uh, loading the truck here, unloading the truck, then loading the truck and unloading the truck again after the event. That's our big thing that we always have people that don't show up and 
it's a giant pain in the ass when there's only three people trying to load everything that came on the giant truck. So yeah, we need some people to come help with that. We also are gonna be setting up all the infrastructure, including things like the radio tower, set up chain structures. Most of that stuff will be done the weekend before. We'll have daft a little bit too. Anything that you can think of that you know is up when you get there, yeah, we already did that. So there needs to be people that help me do it. So yeah, that's pretty much it. So come talk to me afterwards when you think you want to do that. Thank you, Lurko. And volunteer! And now it's Casey Schmidt. We already went over that, Jimmy. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's six. <laughs> Anyways, I'm in charge of parking this year, and I will need some more volunteers, lots of volunteers, to come out and help people park their cars and get them into the proper spot so that we've got lots and lots of space for camping and art and everything else, and all the cars are out of the way and not a problem and in people's way and stuff like that. So, uh... I will have the volunteer sign up on the wiki, I guess, by the end of the weekend. So if you guys can start getting all your camps together and come sign up, that'll be great. Thanks. You know, parking is more fun than greeting. Judge? Warnum. Hi, everybody. I've been to that thing in the desert uh, since 97, and yeah, I'm recovering, I'm sorry. Uh, if you do your job right with Casey, I should be bored and stoned and laying face down in the dirt somewhere. If you do your job wrong and you actually park in a place that is a safety concern or anything like that, then they're going to have to wake me up from my drunken stupor, and I'm going to have to drag my ass over to the car and say, hey, can we get you to move your car? So what I need, and I'm going to be pissed, exactly. Because, I mean, you know, I work really hard to get that buzz going, and then i got to, like, act normal so that, you know, I can call the tow truck in and all that shit. So we don't want to deal with that. So please, make my job easy. Keep me stoned and bored and tired and, and face down in the dirt. I'm looking for volunteers that can help me to basically walk around and say, can you move your car, please? And they should say, sure, no problem. And if you do, can do that, see me after this, and it's no big deal. If they can't do that, then we'll talk, and we'll have the guy with the hook come in, and we'll drag the car, and do all that fun stuff. So hopefully, it won't be an issue. So if you're looking to volunteer, and you want an easy job, and you just want to be a dick and tell people to move their cars when they need to, see me after this. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, it, it kind of sucks to have to do that. Yeah, they, wanted to they wanted me to mention that there is a tow policy this year. Apparently there wasn't a policy in effect last year, and there was a few people that decided to be creative where they parked, and so that's why I'm here. So, again, keep you stoned, bored, and tired. Thanks. <laughs> Nothing sucks worse if they can't get to the shitters to empty them. <laughs> Yeah. And, well, that's right. sign-ups for you. Hello, everyone. Um, our beautiful AF is uh, uh, out of town right now, so I'm Heather the Great, and I'm the Great Elite. Um, every 
everyone knows the greeters. Everyone loves the greeters. Everyone wants to greet. Um, I, uh, I got the wiki up a little early and did not announce it, um, but it is up, so uh, the shifts are filling super fast. It's unbelievable to me. Um, one of the things that I'm going to do this year is uh, I'm going to have clipboards just like this with uh, cheat sheets on them that will have all the questions that uh, you should have read in your survival guide. So if you're good and you read your survival guide, you should be able to answer those questions with no problem. Um, so yeah, visit the wiki, sign up. It's beautiful. You love reading. Okay. Oh, that's right. Uh, greeting is in a much better place this year. It is not fucking far away like it was. Uh, we're going to be at the Y right when we come in. So we'll be much, much closer. Okay, thank you guys. I think the media registration is in El Paso. Is that correct this year? Last year it was called Volunteer Central. And this year's gonna be in the Grove that is gonna be super badass. Kristalina, our lovely Grove host, will tell you all about that. Um, but essentially what it's going to be is a matchmaking place for those volunteers who don't are not able to sign up in advance. If you find yourself with a few hours at the event and you wanna go help out any one of these you know, wonderful volunteer opportunities, we can match your skill set with whatever is gonna be available. So right now we're looking for two types of volunteers, those who will actually staff the tent um, and sign up now, the wiki is up um, on Burning Flipside, and then those who are, find themselves with a few minutes of extra time, a few hours of extra time at the event. So I'm looking for volunteers right now, it's just a team of me, so I would love any help that you guys have, as well as to help set the vision, because I think that there's a tremendous opportunity to make an impact, and if we do this right, we have a big chance of making sure that nobody burns out, we don't have a handful of people doing all the work, so thank you. It's not worth stocking. City planning 
we are on a very limited uh, time schedule here. I don't want all my leads to come up, but I will read off their names so they can stand up and you can give them a big round of applause. Uh, our theme camp lead is Michael 7.0. Our art placement lead is Ra. I don't know, there he is. Infrastructure placement lead is Sparrow. Cartography, that's maps, is Dottie. The art signage lead is Dwayne. Effigy area lead is Shanta. And uh, procession lead is Doobie. The Grove host is Crystalline. And really, the most important thing in my group absolutely is Porta Potty lead is Trey Taylor. So, if you shit in a potty and it's not filled up, that's the guy you got to thank. So on to the general city planning uh, presentation. This year's uh, city planning uh, primary objectives are different than last year. Last year, safety and not getting everyone killed was the primary importance, and I think we did a pretty good job of that. This year, what we're focusing more on is uh, the general layout of the city, especially with regard to the areas surrounding the effigy itself. And uh, those of you who have been to the playa know what an exhilarating scene it is to look across and see all the uh, theme cans, carnies, circus front facades facing in. We really want to get a more unified vision like that, where when you're standing in the playa, in the middle of a circle around the effigy, you look around and you see major theme camps that uh, make a big impression on you. So uh, our theme camp placement is gonna talk more about that, but you know, we're gonna get more um, rules-based as far as where you can put your stuff and what kind of stuff you can put out there. Um, for instance, if you wanna go like hang out and camp and sit out in front of your theme camp and put your laundry out and stuff like that, we're probably not gonna put you up front unless you're hillbilly camp or trailer camp, you know. That's, that's absolutely implicit in your theme. And we understand, but in general, we want your show up front, and, and, and we're going to work hard to make sure that happens. Uh, not unrelated to that is the idea of um, more clearly marked roads, paths, and access to those porta potties and those large theme camps. And with regards to Dottie, we want to generate a more user-friendly, symbolic um, map which um, will bring to um, the layperson's attention the major theme camps and um, artifacts of our event. I've taken up too much time, so right now we're gonna go to Michael Seveno and he's gonna talk to you about theme camps this year. Thank you, Ryan. All right, I'm Spunko, also Michael 7.0. This year, for theme camp placement, um, we're going to, uh, our schedule is to post the form for theme camp placement registration on March 3rd. That would be this Saturday coming. Um, we're going to be asking a lot of questions, but we're not looking for the sort of uh, paragraph, soliloquies, you know, stories that we told last year. We want to know how many people are in your camp. We want to know how big your structures are. We want to know what your resources are. We also want to know what your sound system is like. Placement this year is going to depend on the amount of space you have is going to equate to the number of people you have. We're actually going to go and try to give everybody more room this year. So it's really important, yes, a lot more room. So you have to, when you're 
putting in your theme camp registration, please make sure to try to get it to the most accurate number possible because you're going to be locked into that. And if you say, yeah, I've got 10 people and you show up with 25 people, then you're gonna be trying to put 25 people in a space designed for 10 people. So give that some thought. Um, as Ryan mentioned, we're looking for the playa area around the effigy. We're looking for big show camps with really great presentations, something that's a lot of art, a lot of light, a lot of something going on. More interactive is better. Um, we're going to work directly with uh, each of the theme camp leads to find the best place for you as we go through this process. And I'm also looking for volunteers who are willing, now this is important, to spend all day Thursday helping me place camps in the exact spot where they need to be placed. So if you want to do that, it's going to take all Thursday. Please see me after, uh, after I'm done. So in terms of theme camp registration, uh, the forms will go up this Saturday. Uh, remember, the, the number of people you have equals the amount of space that you're going to get. Please uh, give as much information as possible. Um, and if you do have preferences as to where you're going to be camping, please let me know. You can get in touch with me pretty damn easily through the Flipside website. So that's all I have. Thanks. Thank you. And next we have the goddess of the grove, Crystalline.
whatever you want to do. Um, and if you have any questions, uh, flipside at crystalblade.net. Not .com, .net. It should also be up on the website as well. Um, you can email me if you have any questions, anything like that. So we're going to try to make the Grove uh, be much cooler than the uh, center or whatever at the other place. <laughs> so to summarize on that, the Grove is the coolest spot short of being down by the beach at Flipside. With all that shade, it's too good for any one camp to get, and we really want to facilitate it to be something like the equivalent of a, a low-budget center camp, which is to say the entertainment, the cool buzz, the great conversations, they're yours to bring, and we're really depending on it. We'll try to hype it as much as possible. Thank you all from City Planning, and uh, enjoy your flip side. Is Ryan Hayes still here? Ryan. Uh, he was here. Ryan, you going to say anything? No? All right, we'll see Ryan if you got questions about communications. Also, I think we're missing Thomas. Is Thomas here? No? Not here. Okay. Thomas's uh, area facilitation lead is uh, on site sign off. And guys, this is really an important uh, task for us to clean up this wonderful place that we've been blessed to go to. So we definitely need lots of volunteers to help with that task. Don't leave it on to the shaven apes or anybody else uh, to take care of that. It's all of our responsibility to uh, clean up that site. All right, my name's Sparky. Sparky! And I'm the area facilitator for safety. Who had a porn dog outside. You may need some of this later to take care of matters, sorry. Um, I may have a little bit of corn left, come by and see me there. Hey, uh, I, am, I am totally blessed with the greatest leads because they are the folks who really take on a lot of responsibility. Uh, our fire safety lead, our uh, pets, our sanctuary, uh, the folks who keep us within our bounds and those out, uh, the folks who keep us safe. The thing that uh, we, we harped on a lot last year was about uh, being safe. And uh, the LLC and uh, CC and others felt like this year we need to get back to moving towards art. And uh, not pound and pound us so hard about the safety issue. However, we still have to have Safety. Who and needs protect ourselves. Fingers? So, what? Who needs ten fingers? Well, the LLC needs safety. Less fingers! Thank you. Hey, uh, let me introduce uh, the folks. Uh, some aren't here because they're out putting out fires or starting them. Uh, Henry Arbuckle is our uh, fire chief. He's in Houston right now. I haven't seen Chris uh, Ghost. He is our pet lead, our emergency team. Yeah. Mo is uh, part of that team right over there. Yeah. Firefly back over there, our sanctuary lead. She takes care of our head. Mark Walls, our boundary lead. He's got the uh, sniper skills out there to shoot off those who try to come in. Mark Walls! We also got Brian on our team. I haven't seen Brian here or not. He's our. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. He's our. Uh, uh, make sure that we don't fall into places we're not supposed to fall into. Uh, Mike. Yep, thank you very much. Hey, uh, let me just announce something about that. If you see some lights stunk 
hung out somewhere that's not part of a theme camp, where you see some caution tape that just looks like, why is that there? Leave it a fuck alone. <laughs> that shit's there to keep you from falling off a 50-foot cliff into a pile of cactus or going off into somebody else's property that has the right to shoot your ass. <laughs> yeah. If you see somebody walking around with a nice costume of caution tape, kick their ass, and send them back where they were and tie them up to the tree that they tore it down from. Because it belongs there. Please, 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 guys, help us with this. It was a big problem last year. We, we spent a lot of time putting up safety, and people tore the stuff down because they thought it was fun or funny or whatever. They thought, I'll just move my camp over just a little bit so 10 more of us can camp here, and somebody can sleepwalk and fall off a cliff. So please help us with that. It's so important. Well, use uh, their intestines for concentration. What? Use their intestines for
a lot of us have troubles with the first word. <laughs> Work. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, it, uh, the good news is most of the trash, cedar, and cactus and things like that were removed last year, all right? The, the head, yeah. Give applause to everyone that moved the cactus or cedar stuff last year. We only have two or three trees that need to be removed. Um, <laughs> 10 or 12, no, three in hippie count trees that need to be removed. But you know, it's just used chainsaws and bobcats and uh, hammers and knives and axes and all that other good stuff. But again, work weekends are a very interesting thing. I've had, been fortunate enough to go out to a few of them. And yes, you do work. Yes, you hurt on Monday. You've got thorns, you've got splinters. Some, well, I think we have more twisted ankles at Flipside than at work weekends, though. But uh, again, work weekends are organized. They're called WW1. We already had it. We won. We got WW2 coming up, WW3 coming up, and then World War Weekend, I believe. Um, but we do have some work coming around. If you're interested, Sodium, you're in charge of that, right? Do you want to talk to some more about work weekends? Come on up. Hi. So we've uh, we've got a couple of different work weekends coming up, and um, you know, yeah, the emphasis on work. But uh, you know, there's also a fair amount of barbecue and beer, and you know, it also gives us a chance to camp out on the land and maybe swim around and stuff in the evening after the work is done. <laughs> but as it turns out. The uh, landlord, property manager, has given us permission to remove a lot of the sort of nastier shit that gets in our way. The scrub cedars, we get to chop them all down with power tools! And, and we've got to figure out some awkward way to remove the cactus and shit. But the good news is the cactus we removed is rooting and taking over the cliff edge so that, you know, like before the hippies can fall off the cliff, they get stabbed a lot. And, you know. <laughs> That's good, right? Bring your duct tape, you'll want it. <laughs> um, but you know, honestly, we have a really good relationship with this landlord. This landlord likes not only what we do to the property beforehand, but how we leave. And they have people who come out there and leave crab and bottles and cans and debris and garbage. We leave that place neat. And I actually, I wish Thomas had been able to be here today. We have a area facilitator. His job is actually making sure that our cleanup gets coordinated. And it's a hell of a job. I mean, you got 2,000 people to clean up after. And by and large, we wipe our own ass. But, you know, after four or five days of our silliness, it's easy to leave a few things behind, and there's a whole crew that moves in, makes sure every freaking zip tie and every burnt-out little light bulb, another piece of bullshit gets out of there. Like nitrous canisters. That's right. We go around with a magnet rake, and we rake up the nitrous canisters. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I just use them. I don't clean them. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. 
but for our work weekends coming up, we and we have two of them, we need help. Our parking space has a tremendous amount of them stupid little cedars, three feet tall, and the landlord has said, go ahead, get rid of them. But they're not gonna move them. <laughs> they're like, yeah, if you wanna make the effort. So we put Casey in charge. <laughs> We're like, you're a problem now, Sparky. <laughs> And, uh, you know, all the help you can give. Please. What are the dates? So I just wanted to do a short follow-up on that. And that's because the people here might be able to help solve this mystery. There was a theme camp last year which decided that Jen's camp was the place where they should throw their bags of garbage. At first there was one bag. But that bag, it was so lonely there all by itself. And people noticed, look, the bag is lonely. And then there was two, and there was three, and we're like, oh my God, what do we do? I'm like, well, first thing we do is like, get those fucking bags out of here because they're mating and they're reproducing. <laughs> but there are no garbage cans at Flipside. There are no trash piles. And if you guys know, this was a theme camp that was doing it every fucking day. If you know the kind of people who are out there camping and bagging their trash and throwing it out in a pile, Please help us. That's like a really, really bad thing, and we can't let it go on. You guys might know who did it. I don't know. But love y'all. Let's not do that anymore. in the butt. Burn the hippies. All right. To finish up work weekends, uh, it's an amazing opportunity to see the land non-covered in stupidity and fun, all right? I mean, you can walk off behind a tree and hear silence if you're really listening. Uh, Exactly. Shut up. No, I'm sorry. That that was not. That didn't help your self-esteem. Uh, <laughs> All right. The next work weekend's coming up the end of March. Uh, it's a great day to spend out in nature. You know, if you're a Boy Scout, you know, you know, chop down mesquite trees or whatever. You know, have a Swiss Army knife you need to saw something with. Uh, brand new power tools you got for Christmas that are just aching to chop down a cedar tree, then or you want to pull it out with your bare hands. Uh, the opportunity, questions later, the opportunities are always there uh, at work weekends. But remember, the first name is work, the second name is fun. And speaking of you know, uh, kind of a quiet fun, you know, sneak away for your work weekend, go down there and have the entire river valley to yourself to rejuvenate before you go out and pull more cactus and cedar. I've never been in a church like that, people. It is an amazing, amazing, beautiful place. Uh, so, uh, but to get there, you have to work your ass off, and uh, we've covered that pretty well. All right, Heather the Great, are you going to do some more about volunteering? All right, soon you will get to go get more beer. Yay! Beer break! Okay, um, I just wanted to follow up and uh, bring together all of the um, volunteerism. Um, volunteerism is what makes this thing go. It's obviously why you all are here. You want to find out how to get involved, how to how to be a part of it, and uh, it's one of the best ways to participate, so I highly, highly encourage you to volunteer. Um, there are a lot of leads here, so uh, you can talk to any one of them about uh, what their areas are, um, what they're doing, how, how they need help. Um, I am also going to be set up next to the uh, kielbasa sausages, wherever Sparky went, um, just right outside, and I've got this little list here. So if you guys don't know how to use the internet, and you don't know how to go on to burningflipside.com, and you don't know how to find the list of all of the leads and how to contact them and their wikis and stuff, come see me. All right! Thank you, Star. Okay, and 
let you all know, once again, Fuck Shit Up is dead. There will be cease and desist orders given to people who say it on our flip side. $500 fines, guys, straight into my pocket. This year, the uh, brilliant LLC and CC have decided that we need a 24-7, 365, whatever leads. Uh, and one of them is church night lead, and that's me. Basically, they know that I have no life, and so I can come here and clean up the warehouse. Uh, we're going to be, it's every Wednesday night from 6.30 to midnight, and also DAC has uh, another work day on Sundays. It's like uh, from noon until about 6, and then it's drink time. Church night, you can drink the entire time. We also have, um, I started up uh, this past Wednesday night, a raffle, and it's a free raffle. You show up and you put your name in and you get random useless objects. Yeah. Yay. Now, church night, uh, new people, there's a couple new faces. Um, church night's where you come to work on Deft, the effigy. You can come work on your own projects. You can just come hang out. Um, if you don't have a project, but you want to help out, Feel free just to walk up to someone that's doing a project and ask them. Also, I've been informed flip-flops and sandals are not good to wear when you're in the warehouse. These things right here, these are bad. Especially when you're using a nail gun, apparently. I got bitched out for that. So I bought myself some steel-toed boots. There's one other thing I just wanted to bring up real quick. Other than the uh, guys who piss five feet off the ground, go see a doctor about that, because I don't want to clean it up off the walls. Now, I found something while I was cleaning up. Somebody needs to fess up to this. Who was hanging out? with Patrick Swayze, naked, in the hill country. Who, fess up. For real, because this is going into the raffle next month. This is Patrick Swayze. I found this stuff behind the devil over there when I was painting it. All right, it's, go it's going to the raffle. I'm going to frame it, okay? Anyway, church nights, Wednesday nights, 6.30 to midnight. Just come on down here and uh, build shit. Yay! Uh, where else would the uh, butt behind the devil with Patrick Swayze hang out? Uh, did he get a ticket, Star? Did Patrick Swayze get a ticket? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, look for him at the Roadhouse Thieves Camp, all right? I promise you no more stupid things, but that just came up. I don't even know that guy. All right, uh, it is time for the uh, refreshment period uh, of our meeting. It's break time. 15 minutes in real time. That's 23 in freak minutes. All right. Go out, grab your beer, a hot dog, whatever, Sparky's cooking or whatever, and we'll be back shortly if you want to hear more. And now, intermission, where I saw a fascinating piece of art a giant metal cone on wheels that seemed to be covered in tiny music boxes. I approached the artist and had this exchange. What's all this then? This is a 14 foot long metal cone named Cranky. Um, it's an art piece that I built in the Bay Area and I just moved it back to Austin. It uh, 
It's not just a con though, it has 24 little hand crank music boxes on it that you can get from Hurdy Gurdy or any kind of like toy shop, whatever, and uh, it serves as an amplifier for them. If you play them one at a time, it's really soothing. If you play them all at once, it's the sound of insanity. Then, the second half of Town Hall began. Alright, we're back, we're in order. We have very, very few things to do other than the things that we have scheduled. Uh, first up on the list, the centerpiece of our efforts, other than our own individual efforts, which are our own individual centerpieces, but the community centerpiece, the things we gather to burn, uh, the effigy, the F-E-G, the conductor, the stranger, the everything else we've burned. We have the crew here that is in charge of it. From what I understand, they're doing a heck of a job, and it's going to be ready before we have the next meeting or something. I don't know. What? The phone? No, dude, that was somebody else talking, not me. No, I'm kidding, right there. Uh, Effigy crew, here, for now. Howdy. Damn, it sucks being short, okay. There we go. So, I'm Chainsaw. Um, and I'm up here to talk to you about the effigy. So I present the conductor. And I want to first start out by kind of giving you the idea of where how this came to be. Um, this all started with... Um, wait, wait, wait. Caleb, stand up. Stand up, please. Stand up and be counted. This is Caleb. He, um, does anyone have the VMAG guidelines? Uh, yeah. Will you inform him? Okay. So, the LLC and the participants in the past years have wanted more interaction with the effigy, more um, community involvement in the effigy. So, we set out a new, our LLC set out a new procedure this year to build it, and the idea was that we form an effigy charrettes, where the whole community would come together and put out their ideas. And we had two of these charrettes, and this is basically the product of the whole community here. It's the ideas that were presented, and we tried to take them and did drops, and tried to get everything on board the ship that we could get. I think it's time for us all to take the oath. If everyone could please stand up and take the oath with me. Hey, you in the back. Hey, you in the back. Could you please be quiet, please? We're trying to have a meeting in here. and threw stuff on. We tried to incorporate as much of it as we could get on here. And it's not over. I'm going to tell you about how if you miss the charrettes, your ideas still can get on. It's not a, this is it, it's done, it's open. So um, we're uh, going to talk about a lot of opportunities for additional creative input, additional uh, help building, etc. So um, first I'm just going to kind of go through the design a little bit. We've got a SketchUp model over here. 
um, one of the uh, prime directives of all of the community this year, okay, um, was that it had to go up quick. There was no waiting till Sunday to have it done. So the design has been designed to put together, basically. It just pops in. A whole bunch of individual modular pieces pop in, and you'll watch the flow through right here of how it goes together. So now, there's the big penis, the land. You have a layout, and you put up a little bit of the mass. And then risers, floor, pole, or squares, then poles, next floor, next floor, he's walking, he's just not dancing. We haven't started the music yet, wait, wait, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> It should go together easy. Now, 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 now on Sunday, everyone was just looking at me and laughing. I know. I'm, I got it coming, okay? So, yeah. All right. So, um, this is the first model that we made. The, um, it's the artistic design. We've got lots of models because we want people to understand how it fits together, what the vision is, how, to, how they can get involved. So, the more things we have that can convey that that's you, it's not you come in to Daft and, oh, Chop wood, chop wood. We want you to see it, know what you're chopping, learn how to use tools that you may not already know how to use, etc. We want it to be a community building experience, not a building experience. So this is another one of the one of the things that I'm very big on. So, um, but here's the model, the artistic model. And you've got the effigy, you've got spirals that wrap around it and form into the ramps that come off here. One ramp goes to the upper level. A more, more fulfilling experience. Yeah. Oh. oh, one of these, much better. Okay, so I said there was interactivity on both the bottom level and the top level, and um, this is kind of like the segue into Denshi's part, but what we want is for the whole effigy to be an instrument, basically. And all through the levels, there are MIDI input devices. Basically, you may beat on a rafter with a set of drumsticks, or you may play a piano, or you may do something. That will go through a processor, and it will activate lights, circuit bent toys, various other things. And there's a whole lot of opportunities for these creative uh, 
pieces to come together. This is where the community involvement comes in, and we really want to have people hopping in and saying, I want to build a toy, I want to build this, and um, I'm going to head over to Denshi because I'm almost going to walk over his park here. <laughs> I, I was actually watching uh, the facial expressions. The, the people are going, hmm. I, I want you to come out next Saturday. We're going to demo all the, uh, the audio video control software and the hardware you have soldered up and assembled and um, have a good time with that. Um, and we're going to do some circuit bending, which if you haven't heard before, is a technique for taking a, a kid's toy with circuits, you can spell, talking teddy bear and rewiring it to get weird music out of it. Um, yeah. we, we're going to have these uh, photon, where are you at? Out that way, has a bunch of guys and all kinds of know how to do this. And he's going to be helping me throw that as well, if you want to come out and bring some of your old toys. Next Saturday noon at the warehouse, uh, we, that'll be our first electronics and music side of things. Anyone who wants to play with music, anyone who wants to play with video, come on out. Um, bent toys will hopefully be all over this as mini outputs, but on both decks we have, like Chainsaw said, other instruments, drums, pianos, uh, bring your own plug into the keychain. Other interaction toys we have worked out, you'll see next week if you come out. So part of this experience is um, we went to, next weekend is like he said, the first uh, circuit bending, which is hopefully one of the first of many workshops that we will have where people can learn a new skill, a new thing, where they come out and maybe build a toy for the effigy or maybe make some neat seats for the effigy. Um, some people know some stuff about that. That's a, that'll come soon. Um, but the idea is that uh, we... Okay. <laughs> Don't waste the beer, though. Don't waste the beer. There's fire extinguishers for that. Okay, so they obviously want to burn it down a little too soon. Um, they got some some music or something. Okay, so um, I don't know. Okay, so. Um, we're gonna have a lot of pseudo-educational workshops to where people can learn skills and stuff. Um, how to set the roof on fire, um, how to make bent toys, how to make very, very comfortable chairs, some of y'all may have gotten the opportunity to sit in. Um, how to wire up uh, LEDs, how to, there's a whole lot of different opportunities for learning how to do new tricks and things of that nature. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is how we're building it. Um, we're doing a little bit different uh, build design this year as has, in how we run the build yard, basically. What I'm trying to promote is uh, what I'm calling the mentor program. And it's where, because right now there's four of us who know quite a bit about the effigy and a whole bunch of people who don't know anything about measurements, how it's built, any of that. So what we want to do is we want to bring in four or five people on the Saturday and teach them how to build the one part that we'll be building on the next Sunday. 
And that way we have five or seven, ten people for that next Sunday who know what's going on. So you don't all have to fight for one person to get the next job done. And it makes it to where information can flow from the blueprint all the way down to everyone who knows. So everyone knows what's going on. So um, we're looking for it. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to have build nights on Wednesday, church night. We're also going to have mentors on Saturday. And then on Sunday from 1 to 6 is a big build day where we get a lot of shit done. And um, we've already got... Um, that, oh, not that. Almost that. Almost that. That. One of those. That. We've got, we're already pretty good into the, into the project. So here's our setup from last week, what we've got going. So it's going to go quick. The additional, the reason we're going so quick on this is we want to have it, the main structure done at least a month before Flipside. So we can have everyone throw their art on afterwards, come in and decorate it, come in and do stuff that we haven't had the time to do in the past. We want to get everyone in here who's got an idea to make it prettier, come in and make it prettier, because we want it to be just pristine is what we're, what we're shooting for. So, um. Side. 
Uh, you can say that Flipside would not happen without the people involved. And that'd be a true answer. Uh, you could say that uh, Flipside wouldn't happen without the mindset behind the people involved. You could agree with that. You could also agree that we could be a bunch of weirdos running around trying to find festivals left and right without any real guidance and missing each other because there's so many things going on that there's no place for us to coalesce and become what we are. These people put their asses and their assets on the line so we can be fuckos. <laughs> I, I think that's as simple as it gets. They, they create the palette or the lines of music that we write on, the palette that we paint on. Their balls are much bigger than mine and their thoughts are deep because I've listened to them. And yep, I thought I knew kind of something what was going on until I listened to these guys talk. And you know, apart from you know George wearing pajama bottoms today with his uh, pants unbuttoned, they're a very sharp group. <laughs> and if George buttons up his pants, he'll be sharp too. <laughs> the last part of our meeting today, God, man, if you haven't blown these people yet, do so. Our LLC. Thank you, I've now buttoned up my pants. The fashion police are always watching. Come on, buddy. My, my testicles are actually pretty much normal size. <laughs> nobody needs a beer. This is the first thing you can do to help out the LLC, is bring nobody a beer. Um, we wanted to... We wanted to talk a little bit about what we did last weekend. Uh, last weekend, we all went to San Francisco. Stole Larry Harvey's badge. And we attended the, the first Burning Man regional summit. And what that was, was a, a meeting of all the regionals. And regionals, if you don't know, are the people that are on the other end of the email addresses you see, like Austin at BurningMan.com, or Texas at BurningMan.com, or South Africa at, at BurningMan.com. There were people at this conference from South Africa, from Japan, from the UK, uh, China, from all over the United States. And the idea was to really get people to meet up and talk about what they're doing, uh, to learn more about what uh, Burning Man is doing in terms of cool shit that's off the playa. Uh, we learned a lot more about Black Rock Arts Foundation. But actually, here's a, here's a question I want to ask. How many people in this room think that Black Rock's, wow, residents, <laughs> hello, hi. How many people in this room think that, think that Black Rock Arts Foundation funds art for the playa? They don't do that anymore. What they're more concerned with is funding art for the, the default world, for, for, civic, for civic things. And it was really pretty inspiring to see the type of stuff they're doing and the stuff that Burners Without Borders is doing. 
in the real world. They're bringing the ideas that we get to spend a week doing what we want to and, and not fucking with each other for what other people think and just having fun and bringing that to the real world. And that's something that I personally would really like to see happen more in this community. And it's some, yeah. And it's something that we can easily do because we're, it really doesn't look like it now, but we're actually some smart motherfuckers. And we get shit done and we can do some cool, cool art and we can uh, empower people to let them know that, hey, you can create art in your community for yourself, for everybody. And that's really what I kind of got out of that conference was just the ideas that taking stuff off the playa, taking that mindset off the playa, off the grassy playa, and bringing it into your everyday life is something that we should all really be trying to do more of. It's my opinion, but I, but damn it, it's right. So how many people know that Austin was the very first regional converting man? So, you know, it was pretty humbling, though, being, being around, like, 120 people, a lot, like, most of the Burning Man staff, people from all over the, all over the globe, um, and to realize just what we're doing and how much energy, I mean, everybody there represented an entire community of people, and it's, it's, it was really humbling and exciting to see that, you know, we, it's really moving from just, let's go have fun, to let's go have fun and also change the world. And that is, is something that I think we're kind of realizing needs to happen. And what that means is, I mean, there's stuff like, I mean, simple things like Detroit doesn't have bus stops in its most uh, poverty-ravaged areas. So David Best and a bunch of burners are going and going to illegally install bus stops all over Detroit, okay? You know, it's kind of like, we don't need, you know, they don't need permits, they don't care, they're just gonna go do it. And, and the government's gonna go like, wow, there's a bunch of bus stops, but we can't quite remove them because people are using them, and now what do we do? And, and I'm sure, I'm sure when we really think about Austin, there are lots of little projects like that, uh, that, you know, are begging for our help. Now, we're not gonna focus on that today, but our thought is after Flipside, you know, we'd love to have a conversation at the town hall, something that's focused on community, community art. I think we're already doing it with kind of first night and other stuff, but how can we really ramp our, our involvement in the local community and bringing art and, art and happiness to our community here in Austin? I mean, we're, right here in East Austin, how come we're not more involved in, in building community here in East Austin? And so um, it was just inspiring. And the Burns Without Borders, when you see the, what they did uh, in Mississippi and, and in terms of what Burns Without Borders is, is basically Burns that are like, hey, there's a problem. We know how to solve problems. We're going to go solve one. And it's like they get, and they just go do it. It's just unbelievable the work that's going on. And so it's, it's, and it, was, it was actually inspiring to just go like, we're part of the social movement that's going, you know, the, the, the default rules do no longer apply. We're going to make our own rules, our new rules, and we're going to change the fucking world. And that's exciting. Amen. Yeah, we had the uh, we had the honor of seeing a, kind of a rough cut of a Burners Without Borders documentary that hopefully will be finished by Flipside. If it is, we'll have a, a tent or a structure somewhere. I, I'm putting myself behind this if I have to. 
hopefully I can delegate that to someone. We'll have that documentary showing around the clock. It's incredible what these folks did. Some of you have read about it on various lists. They went out there. They went to Biloxi. They went to, to what was that county uh, parish? The Plaquemines Parish. And just regular folks from Burning Man, people from the Burning Man organization just psh, taking some months off, kicked ass, took names, got stuff done. I love at this, at this regional conference, we heard about what's going on in South Africa. The South Africa delegate, he's got a South Africa burn going on. Hey, what's the big deal? The big deal is there are people there working on their effigy, working on their art, working on their gateways. They're learning welding. They're learning carpentry. They're learning all kinds of stuff. Industry, they're getting sponsors. Now, there's always this like, oh, how corporate do we want to be? How much do we want to interact with money? Sponsors are learning that you can get people trained and skilled in three weeks because they love what they're doing because it's fun, because it's expression, because it's art. And they're working on it, and they're loving it, and they're coming out of there with marketable skills in an economy that needs them. Instead of spending thousands of dollars in four years or eight years on training programs, they're spending a few weeks building crazy crap in the desert to burn, and they're coming out of there and they're going right into industry and they're being leaders in their community and it's beautiful. Wow. It's beautiful to see what's going on. Las Vegas, under all the neon oppression of the, of the stuff going on there, they're bringing together all the little underground communities, the, the pagans and the goths and the jam band people. They're bringing them together. They're getting stuff out. They're getting minority people involved. They're getting architectural interest group, like um, building history kind of folks in there. It's, it's really cool to see what's going on all around the country. It's this huge movement. Everyone's doing it differently. In Wisconsin, they're all on a first-name basis with city managers and with fire chiefs and... They have, you know, CIOs and CEOs from businesses on the board of their um, nonprofit 5013C groups. And then you go out to Boise, and they're just roughing it in the desert, and they're passing around a hat. Everyone's doing it a little bit differently. It's beautiful to see all of this happening all across the world. Uh, that's all I've got for now. So this weekend was really our opening experience. I mean, we do this all the time. We take it home, we think about it. And it's good seeing that we're not alone. There's a lot of people out there thinking about it and doing it as well right now. Uh, I got some time to talk to David Best, and he's interested in coming to Texas, Austin, and El Paso. So he's got different visions for different uh, regions, but he's interested in collaborating. Not leading, but collaborating uh, an effort here in Austin. And it'll probably happen sometime after Burning Man, but um, yeah, probably 2008, but um, he's interested in coming down, working on an east side project somewhere. So he really hit home on some, some topics. I was just talking to him, he was like, yeah, we gotta make sure the community is nice and solid. They're not gonna sell as soon as, you know, 
property values go up. So, you know, little stuff he's like, he's done in the past, and he's just kind of made me wonder, wow, he's put a lot of effort into this and thought into this. But yeah, he's thought about, we gotta make sure we pick a nice location on each side that, you know, are rock solid and not gonna sell our properties the moment that property values go up, which is a big problem with uh, these uh, restoration projects on um, areas. So, um, yeah, it's exciting. And yeah, I think this is the next level. And I wanted to add one thing. Um, I don't. For some people, this is extremely important. Uh, we paid our own way to go out there. You guys' ticket money didn't pay for a weekend in San Francisco for us. That would have been nice. But um, Burning Man Org actually they fed us for the weekend and they gave two hundred dollars total for to help defray travel costs. But uh, like I say, just. Once again, we're, unfortunately, we're not using your money to go to San Francisco on the weekend. Yeah! But uh, if, this, if this type of stuff resonates with you, and I really think it should, um, go to burnerswithoutborders.org, look at their website, look at blackrockartsfoundation.org, um, and you know we're gonna get this shit going here. It's right now, we, we're gonna get Flipside done, but when that's, you know, that we're going to take that energy this year and let's hit the ground running and do something that's going to be cool and we're all going to be extremely proud of. So, I'm done. Alright, um, to end this thing today, yeah. yes, there, there, there are beers that are unopened. Ooh. Near me. Ooh. Um, we have... We have one statement before the questions start. Keep April 20th free. If you work in government, you're really going to dig this. If you type in triplicate, you may come. Otherwise, here's some questions. <laughs> what? Shut anyway, um, policies. Policies. Um, we don't want anyone to be less safe than last year. That would be stupid, considering the number of injuries we had last year. However, we're not going to be focused so much on safety this year. We were focused a lot on safety last year. It was new land. We didn't know what we were doing out there. We're going to focus more on the art this year. Thank you. We're going to be towing this year. That's that's the biggest new policy we've done. I know they were talking about towing earlier. Um, towing is is nasty, and it's a shame it has to be done. And we hope we hope not to tow anyone. Certainly, I don't expect to tow anyone in this room. But if someone runs your leg over, if they're you know messed up on perfectly legal prescription drugs or something, and they run over your leg and someone else's leg and someone else's leg, we need some ambulances in there. We might, you know, the worst injury will get out on the life flight, 
Everyone else, we need to get an ambulance in to your tent. We cannot do that if some chucklehead has parked you in. I'm chucklehead. Chucklehead, you can find your car after the event in the impound lot. And I'm sorry, because we don't want to do that. I don't want to have to tow anyone. But if it's a question between getting to you and getting you to the hospital or getting your porta potty changed, thank you very much. Yeah, we're going to tow Chucklehead's car. I'm sorry. Yeah. Come on, uh, yeah, we're towing your butts. What? The perimeters. Uh, Q&A starts later. Now, last year, as you recall, we had borders and we put out a lot of warnings. Come on, people, we got a lot of ground to cover. Let's go. We put out a lot of warnings. If you cross these lines, you are out for the event. We're very serious about that. We are still very serious about that. At this point in the program, I realize that my digital recorder is seconds away from exceeding its capacity. I am forced to turn it off and was unable to catch the conclusion of the program. For more information on what happened during Town Hall, for the final comments of the LLC and the Q&A section that uh, happened next, you can always check burningflipside.com where they like to post roundups and debriefings about that kind of thing. And on one final note, the first issue of the Flipside Flame for 2007 is now available. For all your Flipside information needs, this little publication will tell you what's up and what to do with it. To download the latest issue of the Flame, just click on the link in the enhanced version of this podcast, or... If you're in the MP3 version, go to tinyurl.com, that's tinyurl.com, slash 3XXEYM, that's 3 double X, E as in Edgar, Y as in why am I spelling this out, and M as in O-Man, yes, M as in O-Man. That's about it, here we go. Thank you for listening to Flipped Out. Flipped Out is a podcast about the art, the culture, and the madness of Austin, Texas, and its burn community. Flipped Out is hosted at lancehunter.net slash flip, and that's flip with one P. To contact Flipped Out, please email flippedout at gmail.com, and that's Flipped Out with two Ps. Once again, thank you for listening. Now go be spectacular. (laughs) 